Welcome back to the teacher's cup of coffee. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving break. You're finishing up your Thanksgiving weekend. Hopefully it was rejuvenating, refreshing, fun, relaxing, uh, and hopefully had a lot of fun with your family. It's a great time to just sort of chill out, recover from an intense three months, and gear up for the four weeks that bring us to our first real vacation of the year. This is a great time in December to try some new things in your class. You know all your students. You've built the relationships. You're fully up and running in the school year, and you know the next four weeks are going to go by in the blink of an eye. So this is a great time to try some new things, push yourself, and push your students. I was so excited when my Educational Leadership magazine EL Magazine came recently because they always do it around a theme and this theme was all around civics and civics education. Such an important topic in America and in the world right now. How can we embed civics education in our classrooms and in our schools? And to be honest with you, after reading through it, I found something even better than I thought I would. I found something even better than I hoped to find. And that's what we're going to talk about today. It's called CPVs. They are The article was written by Jacqueline Darwin and it's called The Power of the right vignette, CPVs. CPV stands for cultural and political vignettes. Basically, a CPV is a hypothetical situation presented to students as a brief vignette. It's just a really short little one paragraph scenario that you give to kids, and we'll talk about when and how, but you give to kids to get them thinking, to get them writing, to get them debating. Really, I quote, it's radical empathy training. Could there be anything more important to do in our classrooms today than teach empathy? Talk about something that the world needs, empathy. That would be a great way for us. This this would be a great way for us to teach it to our students. CPVs, they, they create critical thinking. They draw upon students' values and beliefs, and they also lead into problem solving. At the same time, they tie to content. So I, the best way for me to explain this is to just start giving you some examples. But I'm going to start with a 12th grade example, then I'm going to give some more. But I really want you to focus in on how one paragraph, so the teacher has to write the CPV. We have to write the cultural and political vignette. But then this one paragraph can really bring to life the learning in our classroom. Our first example is coming right from the article. And this is actually for a 12th grade classroom that was doing uh, an, a unit around voters' rights. And this is the CPV the teacher wrote, and I quote, Imagine the year is 1875, and you are a poor black American living on a farm in rural Mississippi. You and several of your neighbors head into town to cast your votes in the presidential election. But when you arrive, you are told by the white officials that there is a poll tax you must pay first and a literacy test you must pass to be allowed to vote. You do not have any money to pay the tax and do not think that you will pass the literacy test since you had to leave school at a very young age to help your family work on the farm. Several members of the KKK surround the poll. The polls. What would you do then and what would you do later? End quote. That is the scenario the teacher wrote to have students sit in groups and start to debate what would they do then and what would they do later if they were in this scenario. Students shared their responses to the CPV in small groups and then several students read their responses aloud to the class. 
at the end of the unit. So the teacher did this vignette to bring students into a unit. It got great conversation going, really got people thinking. At the end of the unit, a couple of weeks later, the teacher revisited the students' initial responses to the CPVs and what they had written in that initial response. And after learning about America and its role, your role as a citizen and being a democracy and all the different stuff they did in the unit, most students completely changed what they would do in the CPV scenario at the end of the unit. So you can see this is a way to ground learning in a real life scenario and then go back to it later after, after content learning takes place and see if you would have changed anything. Obviously, content learning can no longer be in isolation. Content learning needs to be tied to students' beliefs, students' emotions, students' values, to, to, to the world around them. And this is one way to really take content and in one paragraph, tie it to purpose for students. CPVs allow us to connect any content to civics and or personal beliefs. They allow us to create real world thinking simply by writing one paragraph. That's why I was so excited about this. Sometimes I get ideas that are so big and they would take so much, but to just write one paragraph as a teacher to think about what you're going to be teaching about and write a scenario that makes kids take a stand. They could do it pre-reading. They could do it pre-researching. They could do it at the beginning of a unit. They can do it as discussion. They could do it as writing. They could do it as writing and then discussion. And then they can always go back to it later for reflection. Let's give, let me give you a couple more examples. I just went this weekend and saw Wonder with my daughters. Beautiful movie. I've read the book and I got to be honest, the movie was great. So no disappointment there. And I think every kid, you want to talk about teaching empathy, that movie teaches empathy. But here's an example. If you were going to start um, an, a unit on Wonder, how to start with a cultural and political vignette. Quote, a new student is joining your class. You are told by a teacher that they have a noticeable disability. What is your responsibility as a student in the classroom the day the student arrives? What should you do? End quote. That's just one way we could immediately have students talking and discussing and making decisions around what they would do, or if not making decisions, debating around what they would do in that scenario. Here's another example. Let's pretend you teach ancient civilization. At my school, that's in sixth grade. And let's pretend you're just finishing up, a, or you're just about to start, uh, or finishing up, either one, about what a civilization is. Here's a CPV that you could use to get students thinking, talking, and writing. You are chosen to lead the creation of the first colony on the moon. It is your responsibility to create a civilization that is self-sustained and will remain orderly. Your friends are very excited that you will get to be king on the moon, but you wonder if being king is the right way to create the civilization. Describe the plan you'll create for this colony on the moon. End quote. That would be a way to get students thinking about what a civilization is and how they would create one and then debate because chances are you're going to have a debate. I'll give you one more example. This is going back to the article that I read. This is for an art, uh, a, a unit on the alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Quote, you're on vacation in a foreign country where you don't really understand the culture or language. One day, as you were wandering around with a couple of friends you made on your trip, one of them points at a group of native residents and states that these people are uncivilized. Another one of your group members chimes in saying that they are total freaks. You want to keep hanging out with these friends, but you feel uncomfortable with what they are saying. How do you handle this situation? Again, this would pull kids in. This pulls kids in and gives them purpose. Five 
quick guidelines for creating CPVs that work. Number one, they must be open-ended with several appropriate and defendable responses. So there's no right answer to a CPV. They are open-ended and they cause debate. Number two, the language should be simple and not overcomplicate. Number three, they should be as realistic as possible. Number four, the best ones make students feel a little uncomfortable. And number five, they must stimulate debate and sometimes even stimulate anger. Again, we're always trying to find ways to bring real-world context into the learning in our classroom. And sometimes that can be so hard to do. But if you think about what you're teaching in content and what you want students to be critically thinking about, then write one paragraph of a CPV that can immediately make an, it can immediately be in a really easy way to make classroom learning more applicable to the real world. So take the leap. Try one CPV in your class between now and Christmas vacation. Think of something students will be learning or reading about. Think of how it can connect to a real-world situation and or to students' thoughts and feelings. Write a one-paragraph CPV to have students consider and then debate. This CPV will directly show students the purpose of their learning. It'll probably increase their motivation and it'll definitely solidify their learning as they go forward. It's one paragraph. It's so simple, but it can have such a large impact. Take the leap. Try to write a CPV for the unit you're in. Have students consider it, think about it, write about it, discuss it, bring it back later on in the unit when they've learned more and get students really thinking about their personal beliefs and values and the world around them all while still focused on content. Students learn more if they feel purpose and if they feel emotionally attached to the learning. CPVs do exactly that. It's so simple. Write the one paragraph, give it a shot, see how it goes. I hope everybody has a great couple weeks. We'll have one more episode released before the holiday vacation. And thank you for joining us here on the Teacher's Cup of Coffee. Everybody, no more sleeping in bed. Oh, wake up, everybody.